Their time is up. Teresa already said she's never talking to them again. And that makes me even sad to repeat that because I have nine siblings and I know how much family means to me. But I have to admit, if I was in Teresa's shoes and if I saw my sibling use the show to start drama, allegedly, to get a a buck, I wouldn't talk to them either. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. On this episode of Reality with the King... I will get my thoughts on whether or not it's time for the Gorgas to leave the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I know, I know, child, that's a scandalous question, but I really can't wait for you all to hear my thoughts. Has their time on the show run its course? Hmm, let's discuss. But before we get into all of that, child, I talked to one of my favorite couples on reality television. No, I'm not talking about Dr. Wendy and her fine husband, Eddie. Hey, happy Eddie. <laughs> yes, I talked to one of my other favorite couples, Love After Lockup stars, Monique and Derek. Yes, child, we are getting into Love After Lockup on the podcast. I spoke to them about their relationship, family issues with Derek's sisters, and more. Let's get into an excerpt from my interview with Monique and Derek. Okay, raindrops. Yes, look. I ask, (laughs) believe, and receive. I tweeted that after watching Love After Lockup, which is my newest obsession, I said, I must talk to Monique and Derek. I love the cast. I'm biased. I love Monique and Derek the most. I'm invested. I'm into (laughs) it. I'm happy to report that Carlos King is talking to the stars, not only of Love After Lockup, but also Life After Lockup. I'm talking about the breakout stars, Monique and Derek. How y'all doing? Good. How you doing? I'm good. You look as beautiful as ever, Monique. Thank you. Derek, you look all right, too. I told people, I said, look, Derek's very handsome. He's easy on the eyes. And Derek, I think you know that, don't you? I appreciate everything. Thank everybody for the for the compliments, but it's all only compliment matter is hers. <laughs> How does it feel to be celebrities? Is that something that the two of you are are getting used to? It's definitely taking some time to get used to because I'm a pretty quiet, reserved person. So <laughs> I don't know if I would call you quiet and reserved, uh, money bag, Monique. <laughs> no, I really am though. So it's like when people approach me on the streets, it kind of like I have social anxiety. It's like, why do you know me? They show her a lot of love, especially yeah. in my city. Everybody call me cousin, sister, sister. But yes, yeah, all love. No, even with me, like, look, I have been producing reality TV for over fifteen years. I feel like you two are family because you two are so authentic. 
when it comes to living your life on the show. So first of all, Monique, what made you go on Facebook and hit the tab of a pen pal penitentiary program (laughs) to find love. I actually was not searching for a pen pal. I actually was just up late at night on Facebook, just scrolling. You know how, like, you just be nosy, just scrolling on everybody's page or, like, the news feed. So I had came across, like, this little um, pen pal thing or whatever. So I clicked on it, and the first thing I saw was Derek's picture. And I was more so attracted to what he wrote and what he said rather than his pictures. And it said he was getting out in like three months because he was still serving his bedtime. So it took me like actually a couple days to like reach out to him. So text him. So Derek, you are allowed to have a phone in prison because she just said she texted you. No, you're not allowed to have a phone, but we have our ways to text. Like it's a service, a third party service that you might be able to like get to forward pictures, you text a picture and they they mail the pictures to you. He didn't have a cell phone in prison. It was just how the the prison system worked. They had a number where you can text. text. So what was it that he wrote that made you say, let me give this guy an opportunity to get to know me and and each other better? Basically, he just seemed like a really smart, intelligent person. He basically was looking for a friend. He didn't seem like the typical, like, jail dude. Like, he was... Basically, like looking for a friend, like, and I was just intrigued by it. And like, plus, he was getting out in a couple months, so I was like, we could just see where I go, you know. I ain't had to say much. It ain't take much. It ain't <laughs> take much. But I said, I guess I said all the right things, right? He basically, yeah, he said all the right things, and I felt like you know we would have had a good connection. Um, so I didn't go into it like Man. this. This this gonna be my man or whatever. I'm just like, oh. He seemed like a pretty cool person. Because she was st- she was still playing the field. Yeah, I was still dating other men. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't getting that emotional connection. Like connection with. And she didn't get for me. And I gave her. I gave her everything that they wasn't giving her. <laughs> I was giving it to her. From jail, from prison. So yeah, so it was like when I first reached out to him, it was like we was bonded and connected. We was getting to know each then. other. Yeah. We was gonna know each other as a friend first. Mm-hmm. So it was more so it was like the word she used that I love so much was, she said, no pressure. So it was like, that's how I'm open-minded. So when she was saying no pressure, so it wasn't like I'm forcing a relationship or friendship or anything. It was just like organically informed by us just talking to each other, getting to know each other, what she liked, what I liked. And it was just coming all together like that. We was just laying the foundation to what you see today. Was Monique the first woman to hit you up as a pen pal that was not in prison? Not at all. It's plenty other women, women too. And I told her that. That's the good thing about it. I was mm-hmm. honest about that. And she knew that. I'm like, you ain't the only one. And then I, you probably gonna ask, when do we make it official? And that's when I stopped that because it was, I was getting a lot of motion. I had motion. And she, I told her that, <laughs> yeah, I had motion. Not just, not just BBWs either. Not just, <laughs> I had the other flavors too. Shapes and sizes. I had all the other colors. All right, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> they on you hard, baby. They on you real hard. Because it was the others, you know, quote, unquote, my preference, they was, they was hitting me up too. So I'm just saying, I got to put it out there. I got to mm-hmm. let my baby know it wasn't just, everybody think it was just her that reached out. No, it wasn't just her. Derek, we know it wasn't just me. We know, but they don't know. They definitely know. Did you know Carlos? 
Well, (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that we want to know, Derek, is the fact that your sisters made comments that Monique was not the stereotypical type of woman that you were accustomed to. And they question your attraction to her. So when you talk about these other women who signed on the Pen Pal Penitentiary Program on Facebook, what were some of the type of women that you were dating? What what they look like? Prior to me being incarcerated or the one that was reaching out to me? Well, well, the one your sister said they're used to you being with, so before you were incarcerated. My, my sister speaking on like the preference I was with prior to me being incarcerated. That more looked like 5'5", five, five to like probably 5'8", taller, women, light skin, long hair, light eyes. What do you know? The body. Slim thick. That's what they call them, slim thick now. That was prior to incarceration. Now, the ones that was reaching out to me was different shapes and sizes, different nationalities, because they seen different things in me, just like Monique. It wasn't really so much my look, Monique, went, you know, that attracted her. It was what I said. Versus another female, she might have been attracted by my looks, and it probably been, like, I would say, my preference. A lot of time, we kind of, you know, you have sexual attraction, physical attraction, then you have emotional attraction, too, that you can spiritual attractions too so it'd be different when it came to the you know the pen pile thing are you sexually attracted to monique yes i am we have some good sex every night you know it's good like she bring she balanced me and i balance her because sometimes she can be reserved like i make her smile and happy and people don't understand that and it's like monique laughing she having a good time she bent over like little twerking you feel me that's monique now she's not really like that but i can bring that out of her because i can bring her sexiness out of her you know, it's just, you know, it would work for us. That's what worked for us. We compliment each other. Monique, one of the questions I had was questioning whether or not you had any insecurities, right? A lot of people feel like, Monique, there are some insecurities going on with you, which is why you decided to meet the man that you love um, who was in prison. What do you have to say for people who believe that? Because you are a beautiful woman. And I believe that you can obviously get any man you want to that you set your heart out to. Why do you feel the need to be with the man at the time that was in prison versus men that you were able to physically see? Well, I never understood the whole insecurity concept that people were saying about me on the show. Because before I met Derek and when I met Derek, I was dating people. I was dating other men. I was going out, having fun, living my life. I didn't feel the need to go online and search for a man in prison because that never was my intention. I just so happened came across him, or whatever the case may be. Derek will tell you, when me and him first met, I didn't take him serious until maybe, like, the first year. And, like, he knew I was still dealing with my ex at the time. I was still dating, going out, having fun. You know what I'm saying? So, it wasn't like I was hard up for a man. The only thing that I was, I wouldn't even say that I was insecure about, I knew Derek having dated any BBWs other than me. But he reassured me all the time. Like, he loves me. He doesn't really care about my size, you know? So I wasn't insecure about that at all. I'm going to touch on a little bit, too. She's beautiful. I tell her that all the time. Any woman wants confirmation, affirmation, I give it to her. And a lot of times, I didn't even know I had to type into my my brothers and sisters. We went down the list of my priors. And it, and it, it dawned on me, I did have a type. But they knew then. That was the type back then. When they he was 19, 20. 18, 19 years old. Now they didn't. They didn't I, I, it's gone almost a decade. So I grew up as a man. And now I have different criteria. And Monique meets that criteria. 
<laughs> no, we can talk about that too. We can talk about that too. No, and, and we will, and we will. A lot of people, including myself, we question whether or not you really want to be with Monique because Monique appears that she pays for everything. And one of the things that I wanted to address is, are you attracted to Monique physically or are you attracted to Monique's wallet, her bank account, her savings, her 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 money market, and her CDs? The emotional connection was first. The physical connection came after. And then everything else that, that came with Monique came after that. Why is Monique spending all her money on the relationship? And it appears that you don't meet her halfway. I do. That's why we're still together. Because I do. Does he, Monique? Of course he does. Then why did you go to the grocery store to buy Monique's plastic flowers then, Derek? I really didn't think Monique was going to come after all the things that we've been through. Come back. So it was like spare the moment. I got her something. The thought that count. I can't get that. The thought that count. And I got her some other things, too. I made sure she was happy and put a smile on her face, too. Where did you get your money from, Derek? I saved it. Did you watch the episode when I came home with some money that I went to the bank with? And then I had I had some investments I had before I got locked up, so I had some support. I had my family who supported me. Not my sisters, you know. I had some grandparents, things like that that helped me invest my money, and some lawyers, too. Like, Derek came home with money. Exactly. But, you but know, the way the... It, it kind of played like a little snippet when I was in the bank, and I deposited. Mm. That was my money. Mm-hmm. It was a snippet. One thing about me, I saved my money, and I spent my money on me and her. That's it. So that's why we both happy as a partnership. And that's 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 us. Monique, where did you get your money from? I work. I save. According to the show, it says you are a receptionist at an animal hospital. Is that still the case? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we see the show, Monique, we see moments of you tapping Derek's phone. You go through his phone. When he was out to dinner once, you FaceTimed him and you wanted to see the circumference of the room. And that's also the other reasons why a lot of people think you are insecure, because those appear to be behavior of an insecure woman. So explain to us why you feel the need to monitor Derek in the ways that you do. Well, prior to Derek getting out, we had the issue before where, where he wasn't honest. About a woman he was dealing with. A woman he was dealing with while he was in prison. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I got the phone, I was just like, okay, this should be able, you know, to help me keep tabs on who he's calling, who he's texting. And I mean, the only thing I did on the phone was like, share his location with me. Like couples do that all the time. But, uh, but you forgot about this though. And it's come from a good place too. She want to make sure I'm not in trouble though. So I like that too. It's mm-hmm. like a motherly instinct one has, and she's very protective of me. And I, and I understand that, why she did that. She want to know where I'm at, what I'm doing, so I can stay out of prison, stay out of trouble. So it's kind of twofold. Mm-hmm. Plus, I was in Ohio. Well, I was in Cleveland. He was just getting out. Like, he really didn't know, like, his way around or whatever. So, like, if he get lost, I'll be able to find him. Monique, <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to gaslight me? Listen, Monique. Let's let's let, let's keep it all the way real, okay? Because I I am a fan of Derek and Monique, and I do want to see y'all together as long as it's healthy and y'all happy. So look, mm-hmm. I have shared my own personal experience when I was in a relationship, and I went through my guy's phone. So mm-hmm. we all do it. Now look, 
I called bullshit on, well, you know, I wanted to make sure he was safe. And <laughs> like, like, like Monique, it's, 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 it's you and I. It's you and I. So let's call it what it is, right? Obviously, Derek has a history of being flirtatious, cheating on you, and lying to you. And for me, as somebody that has common sense, it appears that those are contributing to you wanting to keep tabs on him because you're not the first woman to do it. And I don't think you should be embarrassed about anything. You're not the first and you won't be the last. I even admitted, uh, Monique, as secure as I am in other areas, I also used to do those things. So there's nothing wrong with it. But my question for you is, when you are doing that, were you hoping that you would not catch him cheating. And that was the intention of making sure you also kept tabs on him. Honestly, I did want to keep tabs on him. And also because I was looking to uproot my life to move to Cleveland. So I just wanted to make sure I wasn't like wasting my time. I wanted to make sure, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm the only woman that he's dealing with. And that was it. She wanted me all to herself. Pretty much. Which I want her all to myself. So I don't blame her. Well, at one point, you did not want her all to yourself. You wanted 10 other women to be with you. Because what we saw on the show, Derek, is you cheated on Monique with several women. Yeah, it was bad. What made you leave prison? You're on parole. You're trying to do right. This woman, they committed to you. She put her own life on hold to make sure that you had something to come home to, right? This woman made sure financially, at least in the beginning, that you had all of your needs met, right? So for you to disrespect her in that magnitude, what was going through your mind? We was having like ups and downs, and I was using that as an excuse, you know, to step out, which was wrong. She told me that was wrong. Even if we had like an argument, a disagreement, I shouldn't use that as an excuse and be like, you know, I can go entertain something else. Because I was like, I was like basically giving... That the re- the fuel to like, because we have an argument, we have a falling out, and we just basically was mad at each other. I use that like, oh, I can go, I can go play, and she tell me, no, oh, that ain't how you do it. That ain't how you go about doing that. We can we can handle this before it gets to that point where it could be over, and it just I really didn't understand that part. That's why we still growing. I'm I'm still growing in that in that aspect because before I don't have any baby mothers. I never really been in a serious adult relationship where commitment means even if we have like a, a bad moment, we still got to be faithful. I didn't know that. I'm just honest enough to say I didn't know that part. How many women have you slept with, Amonique? It's been it's been more than one. Is it more than five? It's been yeah, somewhere around there. Is it more than ten? No, still bad though. And Monique, how did you find out? he was cheating on you with more than five women. Well, the whole 10 women thing last night was the first time we hearing that. So I always knew he cheated. I just didn't know how many. When you found that out, how did that make you feel? Um, I was hurt. I was embarrassed too, because I felt like it's one thing for us to go through things like in private, but for him to like admit that on TV, like it was kind of hurtful, you know, even though like, that show, it was taped like months ago. Like even though we we we're growing, we're learning to get over things and forgive. I don't know, it just kinda like opened up the wound again. 
kind of. Because it was just like, wow, at least 10, I already knew you cheated, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know, you know what I'm saying, to that magnitude. So it was definitely hurtful. Sorry. This was just a taste of my interview with Monique and Derek. But listen here, Raindrops, head over to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at King underscore to hear more of my full interview with Monique and Derek. After the break, we'll get to my commentary on whether the Gorgas should leave the Real Housewives of New Jersey. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Now let's get into the Gorgas of it all. I have a confession to make. And I'm just being honest. And listen, sometimes my honesty may offend people who I love. Um, It's never my intention. So it's just me stating my opinion. I have a podcast. And look, unlike other podcasts, um, who have hosts that are friends with reality stars, I'm always going to be honest. And if you're mad at my honesty, then you'll be mad for the day. Because, <laughs> child, you'll get over it tomorrow. Okay. The reason why I haven't recapped the season is because I feel like it's the same old, same old. Real Housewives of New Jersey needs a refresh. I love the cast. I've said that before. I think this cast is one of the best. Last season of The Real Housewives of New Jersey was an excellent season, an excellent reunion. I love everybody on the show. What I've been watching so far is just not grabbing me because I feel like, even with two new ladies, and I think Danielle and is it Rachel? Yeah, I think they're great additions. I do. They could be you know, the future of the franchise. But the unfortunate part is there's too much inventory on the old beef. Obviously, Teresa versus Melissa and Jennifer Aiden versus Margaret Josephs. We've seen it. We've seen it for so many seasons that I think this season, I'm tired of it. I'm not, I'm not as invested as I was before in it. Um... I think it's time for the Gorgas to go. And hear me out. I've said this once. I'll say it again. I am not, in all caps, N-O-T. I am not a Melissa Gorga hater. I'm not. I've said it before. Again, I think Melissa is beautiful. Um, I thought she was great for the show at one point. I've even used to tell Teresa... My girl, like, yeah, I know y'all don't get along, but Teresa, as a producer, she's great for the show. She's interesting, and I like I like what she brings to the show. Like, I was always honest with Teresa, which is why, um, listen up, some of you um, housewives and reality stars, Teresa and Sheree are good examples, and Kenya are good examples of, when I state my opinion, they don't get mad. <laughs> Teresa was like, I disagree with you, but whatever, Carlos, let's go have dinner. <laughs> like, that was... <laughs> And that's why I love me some Teresa Judice. She 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 doesn't like people to kiss her ass, despite what you guys may think. She doesn't like that. Teresa thrives on someone who's honest with her. 
And because she knows that I'm somebody who's truly her friend, I will tell Teresa when she's right or wrong. I've told Teresa, I think Melissa's great for the show, baby. I just do. But child, that was years ago. And based on what's been happening on the show this season, I am sick and tired of this Teresa versus Joe and Melissa. Child, we have exhausted every single aspect of that relationship. And the moment you thought like, okay, they'll get along to get along, you know what I'm saying? Like, at some point you have to just say, okay, fine, let's move on from it. And I thought I saw a point maybe a couple of seasons ago where I thought, okay, Teresa and Melissa bury the hatchet and they're going to like get along. Boy, was I wrong. And what I have realized is that And look, this is my opinion. I think Joe and Melissa know that without Teresa, they just don't have a storyline. I never once believed for a second that Melissa wanted to have another baby. Melissa gives me no indication that she wants to risk (laughs) her body altering again for a baby. That's my opinion. I don't see Melissa being that person. Melissa thinks she's Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> and I just I, I didn't buy that storyline. I thought it was weak and lazy, like, oh my gosh, not the stereotypical, I want to have a baby, and then you never have one. Okay. Um, I'm over that. Um, and then one of Melissa's storylines was, okay, well, I'm looking for my father, which could have been very interesting, and I, I really enjoyed watching that dynamic with her sisters and her mom. Um, But outside of those two things, and listen, raindrops, tell me if I'm wrong, Melissa ain't got much going on, child, unless she gets into it with Teresa. And I know what you guys are thinking. Okay, Carlos, you are Team Teresa. Look, Teresa's a friend. Y'all listen to my podcast. I love Giselle Bryant. I tell Giselle Bryant when I think she's wrong. So, no, that that has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with I am a viewer watching the show, and I'm sick and tired and exhausted of this Teresa versus Melissa. And because Melissa and Joe don't have much going on, that's the reason why I think it's time for them to exit stage left. This show is not going to survive with Joe Melissa on another season. It's just not. It's not. They, 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 listen, I, I, listen, I will compliment Joe and Melissa for bringing some very interesting family storylines to the show. Joe and Melissa brought um, another breath of fresh air to the show when they first got on. I think Joe Gorga is a great reality star. Well, I thought that until I, child, was this episode three of this season when Joe was facing off with Louie at a restaurant with all the guys? And Joe Gorga gave you a good old Al Pacino performance. He was like at the head of the table, like he's the Beyonce of the group. And he was looking across the table at Louie. And I felt that Joe was just trying. Joe, again, you're a great reality star. But baby, you are a bad actor. That was some of the worst acting I've seen since Batwoman. 
It was not good. And I love Halle Berry. And that's no shade to Halle Berry. She won a Razzie Award for that performance, child, and, and accepted it with her Oscar. Work, Halle. I think that was the day <laughs> I was like, I can't watch this shit no more. Like, to witness Joe Gorga give an Al Pacino-style performance where he's... It, I didn't get it. And you could tell Louis was like, what are you doing? And I even think Louis kept asking him, like, bro, what are you doing? Even Frank Katana, who, you know, is a show pony. He was even like, uh, Joe, you're doing the most. I don't know if Mark Wahlberg is waiting to hand you a script or, you know, again, it's Tyler Perry behind the scenes giving you a wig to come on. Joe, Joe Gorga gave a performance of a performance of a performance. And I was exhausted. I think Melissa and Joe understands that without Teresa drama, they just are expendable, which is why they got on the show in the first place. Again, my opinion, allegedly. One of the things that we talked about in this podcast is how Melissa got on the show. Now, look, I'm not going to do another deep dive into that. Um, listen to my podcast episode with Teresa Judais. I even told Margaret Joseph the story and then listened to me and Jacqueline Larita talk about it. My story has never changed. Neither has anybody else's. Melissa, again, this is no shade towards you because I don't know you personally. And once again, I think you are a beautiful girl. The issue that I think we're all are having is the fact that I just don't think you're telling the truth. And I think if you did, it would be fine. The truth shall set you free, baby. I think if you said, look, did I want to get on the show? Yes. Did I Facebook friend Carlos King? Yes. Did I talk to the... Like, I think it's okay to say it. I think if you said it, people will be like, okay. Because at this point, you've been on for 10 years, so congratulations. But I think you being upset about not acknowledging that Melissa, you did get on the show behind Teresa's back, allegedly. Whether or not you told her you were interviewing, like, Melissa, my story, Teresa's story, Danielle Staub's story, Jacqueline Larita's story, no one's story has changed, Melissa. I think it's okay to just admit it. And I think you would win so many people over if you did. I think a lot of people are having trouble with you because you just won't admit it. And then my friends, Tamara and Teddy... On their podcast, you know, they did a video recently and said um, when they had Jacqueline Larita on, Melissa texted Tamara and said, I'm mad and that's not true. And Jacqueline was lying. Listen, Jacqueline Larita, and I'm going to stand 10 toes down on this one. And please quote me. Jacqueline Larita is a lot of things. She is not a liar. She doesn't lie. She doesn't. Jacqueline would get in trouble with her family members because she refused to lie just because we're family. You got on the show. It's like, Melissa, it's cool. Like, it's fine. No one cares. I think maybe some of the tree huggers will care, but they don't like you anyway. So just tell the truth. You will never win over the tree huggers. They don't like you. And guess what? That's fine. It's okay. What's not okay is the way this season is shaping out to be. 
I've lost interest. I'm not invested in the new girls because I feel like I'm so bombarded by the same old story and the same old conflict. And I really do believe if you remove Melissa and Joe from the equation, the show will have a chance of succeeding because, look, I've said this once and I said it again, and I'm somebody who loves, 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 and they love me too. I love Jacqueline, Dina, Caroline, Danielle. Danielle was on my podcast too. I love all those girls. And I think all of them will even say to you, like, look, at this point, it's Teresa's show. Teresa gives so much to the show. So much to it. Teresa, she said it herself. She had a baby on the show. She got divorced on the show. She is getting married, remarried on the show. She buried her parents on the show. Like, she had to suffer through going to jail on the show and then coming home. Teresa has given every single piece of her life to that show. That's why it's her show. And that doesn't dismiss Margaret and Jennifer and and Dolores. It truly doesn't. It does not. They're all great. And I love all of those girls, too. I even think they'll say, like, look, it's fine. Teresa is the marquee. When you think of New Jersey Housewives, you think of Teresa. She flipped the table. And guess what? That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. What isn't fine is Melissa and Joe continuously not having anything else going on but starting this beef with Teresa. And I'm not saying that Teresa's always innocent, but I also think at some point, guys, you got to move on from it and say, what else do we have? Teresa has eight years of more story to tell. The Gorga's got eight minutes left of story to tell, and that is no shade, baby. It's no shade. In order for the Real Housewives of New Jersey to continue, the Gorga's must leave. Their time is up. Teresa already said she's never talking to them again, and that makes me even sad to repeat that because I have nine siblings, and I know how much family means to me. But I have to admit, if I was in Teresa's shoes, and if I saw my sibling use the show to start drama, allegedly, to get a a buck, I won't talk to them either. So if Teresa isn't talking to you guys anymore, and I believe she's not, I don't want to see Melissa having dinner with Margaret. I'm bored. Margaret is great television. Margaret could have dinner with the new girls and get some new drama going. Jennifer Aiden can get some drama started. Jennifer Aiden is a fantastic reality star. I love Margaret and Jennifer Aiden. And Dolores is great for the show, too. You have two newbies that, to me, could have been like how Portia and Kenya got on season five of Atlanta Housewives, and they single-handedly changed the temperature of the show. That's what this show needs. It needs a temperature change. And that temperature... It's on zero degrees with the Gorgas. It's time to go. It's time to leave. And maybe, just maybe, you guys could be able to do other things with the network. You guys have a podcast. But I think you all need to join Kathy and Rosie and get off the show. 
Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes. And don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Ricks and executive produced by me, Carlos King. Kingdom Reign Entertainment, baby!